Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Prophets in the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through and find out more about this particular prophet we call Yehezekiel. We use the scriptures translation 1998. Before we start chapter 8, which we'll get to next time, I want us to take a look at this prophet and the way he was. And interestingly enough, his name is a clue to the reality of who this prophet started out as. So, first of all, I want us to, we're going to get into the Hebrew just a little bit, which is good. You have the prophet we're studying, which is... um, Yehezkel or Ezekiel and believe it or not in the book of Ezekiel the prophet's name is only mentioned twice fortunately we can find out what his name actually means or what it's referring to. Now, you may not know about the Hebrew, and, you know, Yahuwah has um, a way of giving us truth if we want to see it. A lot of times we may not want to see it. So, what we're going to do at this point is we're going to compare servants of Yahuwah that actually have the same type of name as Ezekiel does. And as you know, in the Old Testament, the servants that are connected uh, to Elohim all have El, meaning 
um, the uh, Hebrew letters Aleph and Lem or L at the end of their names. And Ezekiel's no difference. He also has the Aleph and the Lem at the end of his name, or lame, at the end of his name. But there is a difference in the way the name appears as it's written in the Hebrew. Now, with the name Gabriel, which you've heard of Gabriel, Gabriel, and Daniel, and Michael, they all, their names are all spelled with L at the end. The same exact way. But Ezekiel's name at the end is different. It is not the same at the end as theirs are. So the name of the prophet, and there's a reason for that, the name of the prophet whom um, Yahuwah called son of Adam almost all the time, if not all the time, is an interesting word in Hebrew. We say Ezekiel. Um, his name, as everyone that knows the Hebrew would say, you know, everyone the crowd says, his name means El will strengthen. That's what they say his name means. El will strengthen. But the word El can be translated many different ways, amazingly enough. If you have studied names in Hebrew, you know there is a message about the person in their name. Now, most want to believe Ezekiel started out a great servant of Yahuwah, and so they translate his name as such. But, as we have found out, Ezekiel is not a great servant of Yahuwah in the beginning at all. He's rebellious completely, absolutely totally stuck in his beliefs connected to the Jews that are with him in captivity and also back in Jerusalem. So when we look at his name in Hebrew, we really look at it instead of just accepting what others say it means, we see there is a different picture. Before I go into that, I want to mention the change that the Father has shown me regarding his name. You know, 
the Hebrew letters Y H V H um are the Hebrew letters. But as I found out recently and and so I accepted, you know, the name being pronounced as Yahweh. Um I I just accepted that. And I always call him Yahweh, or use that name, Yahweh. But I can tell you that as I was saying the name Yahweh, every time I said the name Yahweh, I had a problem spiritually with it. I didn't know what the problem was because I wasn't listening. (laughs) And as you have found for me recently the father showed us the truth about the savior's name which is yahusha that's his real name and so i figured that out through the spirits leading using the letters of his name and you see i i never did that really with the father's name why not I just accepted what people said. Well, long story short, the father finally, through other people that also know the true name and the way it should be um, pronounced, showed me the truth. And I said, wait a minute, yeah, okay, I understand. I always wondered about that. And that's why whenever I said or referred to the Father's name, Yahweh, most of the time, spiritually speaking, when I was saying the name, the Spirit was wanting me to just say Yah <laughs> and, and drop the ve part of it, you see. Just say, yeah, because that is his name. That's the beginning of his name. That's true. There's nothing wrong with that. And Yah is is said in, in Hebrew in places. He's called Yah. And so the spirit was, you know, so I always felt comfortable saying Yah. And I, and I had a problem with saying Yahweh to a certain extent. And finally, I now have the reason why I was feeling and experiencing um, the spirit trying to tell me something. And that is that the real name is not Yahweh. It's Yahuwah. (laughs) It makes sense, doesn't it? Because you see, what's the name of the Savior? Yahusha. You see, Yahuah, which is the H at the end, and then Yahusha. Okay. It all makes sense, right? The V sound is not a part of his name. And of course, the W and the J sound that they have is obviously, and there's no O, it's U. Like a you, Yahusha, or Yahuah. 
And that's how you say the name or those words with the uh, V is a, yeah, a U or an double O, ooh, whichever way. It's not O as in O, but it's ooh as in a U or an ooh sound. And it, it's throughout, you know, the Hebrew in different um, places. And, and I posted that um, video on my uh, Facebook wall along with other things and videos and people um, that know the name of the Savior, which is Yahusha, and they explain why all these different people from different backgrounds, but all connected to the Spirit, why they use the word Yahusha. And I explained to you why I use the word Yahusha. And so through the process of posting this so that others, brethren on my Facebook, could also understand that I'm not the only one that's saying this word, that knows the real name, that this is why I say this the way I do. There's a whole bunch of other people and there was a whole bunch of other things I could post, but I only posted a few, enough so that while I was posting and watching these things and read them and studied them, meaning looked at them, that the Father got to actually show me, hey, you got my name wrong. Let's fix that. And when I figured it out and used the Hebrew to say the word, I said, okay, <laughs> yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> way more sense. Now, the name sounds correct. So, I just wanted to say that to let you know that just because they, whoever they happen to be, say that a name means something or should be something doesn't mean that it is. And that's what's going on here with Ezekiel. So let's return to the word name Ezekiel and find out what it actually is showing, showing us, teaching us about the great prophet Ezekiel, which we know Ezekiel became a great prophet. He didn't start out that way. Which is the way it works a lot of times. Um, you know, Shaul Paul started out an enemy of Yahusha. And El uh, Elohim. And then he became a great servant. For one example. Now, the Hebrew word, the first part of Ezekiel's name is uh, Kazak. Kazak. And this word means to fasten upon. It means to seize. It means to be strong. It means to be obstinate. Sound familiar? Among other things. 
I want us to look at this word in the scriptures. Kazakh, which is, you know, part of Ezekiel's name. So how are we going to do that? Well, let's turn to Exodus. You're going to be surprised, as I was surprised. And of course, uh, you can go to Exodus in the English, or you can call it Shemoth in, um, in the Hebrew. So, you go to Shemoth chapter 7, verse 13. We're going to look at this particular word as used, and it's a part of Ezekiel's name. Verse 13, chapter 7. What does it say? And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And he did not listen to them as Yahuwah had said. So, we see that this word means hardened, obstinate. You know, not bending. That was Pharaoh's heart, you understand? My way, my way kind of stuff. Let's go to chapter 8. And this is the word Ezekiel's name comes from. Yeah, it's part of his name. Sure is. Interesting, isn't it? Chapter 8. Next chapter, verse 19. The magicians then said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of Elohim. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not listen to them as Yahuwah had said. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So you get the point. You understand this word as used this way. And compare that to what we've found so far about the prophet Ezekiel. The same Hebrew word, if you only looked at the strengthen part, you know, the strengthen definition, it would give you the wrong message about Ezekiel. You know, L will strengthen, you know. No. Mm-mm. But Pharaoh was also a servant of Yahweh, a negative part of it, doing negative stuff, but he was a servant but an unwilling one, just like Ezekiel was at first. Ezekiel wasn't willing to help at all the father. Yahuwah Elohim. I want us to read chapter 8 now. 1 through 18. And as we go through these verses, look, 
and acknowledge all the idolatry going on in the kingdom of Yahuda at the house of Elohim. Let's read it. And Yahuwah spoke to Mosheah, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Exodus. It works good, doesn't it? Let's go to Ezekiel. Turn to Ezekiel with me. I hope you're there. All right. And it came to be in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth of the month, as I sat in my house with the elders of Yahuda sitting before me, that the hand of the master Yahuwah fell upon me there. And I looked and saw a likeness, like the appearance of fire. From his waist and downward, the appearance was like fire. And from his waist and upward, the appearance of brightness, like glowing metal. And he stretched out the form of a hand, and he took me by a lock of my hair, and the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heavens, and brought me in visions of Elohim to Yerushalayim, to the door of the north gate of the inner court, where the seat of the image of jealousy was, which causes jealousy. And see, the esteem of Elohim of Israel was there, like the vision that I saw in the plain. And he said to me, Son of man, lift your eyes toward the north. And I lifted my eyes northward. And north of the altar gate, I saw this image of jealousy in the entrance. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing, the great abominations which the house of Israel are doing here, driving me away from my set-apart place? And you are to see still greater abominations. Then he brought me to the door of the court, and I saw, and I looked and saw a hole in the wall. And he said to me, Son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, I saw a door. And he said to me, Go in and see the evil abominations which they are doing there. And I went in and looked and saw all kinds of creeping creatures, abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel carved all around on the walls. And facing them stood seventy men of the elders of the house of Israel, and in their midst stood, stood Yahaz on Yahu, son of Shaphan. Each one had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the dark? each one in the room of his idol, for they say, Yahuwah does not see us, Yahuwah has forsaken the land. 
And he said to me, you are to see still greater abominations which they are doing. And he brought me to the door of the north gate of the house of Yahuwah. And I saw women sitting there weeping for Tammuz. Then he said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? You are to see still, see still greater abominations than these. And he brought me into the inner court of the house of Yahuwah. And there at the door of the Hekel of Yahuwah, between the porch and the altar, were about 25 men and their backs towards the Hekel of Yahuwah and their faces towards the east. And they were bowing themselves eastward to the sun. And he said to me, Have you seen, O son of man, is it a small matter to the house of Yahuda to do the abominations which they have done here? For they have filled the land with violence and turned back to provoke me. And see, they are putting the branch to my nose. Therefore I shall indeed deal in wrath. My eyes shall not pardon, nor would I spare. And they shall cry in my ears with a loud voice, but I shall not hear them. Amazing. Did you hear it? Did you see it? Do you see what Yahuwah wanted Ezekiel to see? Why does it say they are doing these abominations in the house of Yahuwah? We will find the answer in verse 12. So let's read verse 12. What's the reason of chapter 8? And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the dock, each one in the room of his idols? For they say, Yahuwah does not see us. Yahuwah has forsaken the land. They say, it says, Yahuwah does not see us. Yahuwah has forsaken us but again you need to make sure you understand what a word is actually saying it is not the word forsaken the word in hebrew is loosened us so yahuwah has loosened us It's not they're acting out and doing these bad things because of all the bad stuff that's going on and the king of Babylon and everything that's gone on. And so now they're acting out and now they're not doing what they're supposed to because they're mad at Yahuwah. That's what it wants you to think in the English. But no, 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 that isn't what it's saying. They were doing this long before anything to do with captivity started. In other words, we can do 
what we want because he has stopped watching what we're doing. Following the law is a burden. And he has loosened his grip on us concerning the law. Why did they think that? Well, they thought it because they still were alive. You see, in the old days when Israel did what they weren't supposed to do in the beginning, uh, when someone didn't do, they, Yahuwah, you know, killed them, took them out, got rid of them. And that was the law to get rid of them. So he did it at first to show them the way. And then he left them the law so that they could do what he told them to do. But he gives us free will. I want us to look at the reason they are doing what they're doing and compare it to the called out today, the invited, the brethren. You see, Yahuda was feeling the wrath of Yahuwah, and they didn't even look at it that way. See, they didn't even look at it that way. They didn't. They didn't look at all this stuff going on, the captivity and all that stuff, and people um, they're being attacked by the enemies. They didn't look at it as Yahuwah was mad at them in allowing this to happen, but they looked at it as just the way it is <laughs> that's just the way things are that's the way things go sometimes how about the brethren today do you think the wrath going on in their lives is because they are believers and suffering is a way of life the answer is yes I talked about a little about this in our new series called The Journey. Check it out on Talk Show. But Yahusha showed us what really goes on when we are walking on the right path. Did he have bad things happen to him all the time? Think about it. Meaning like they did? You know, the answer is no. The father took care of him and he had what he needed to live. He went through tough times with certain people, mostly those that he knew. But as far as generally with the general people of his brethren, meaning the Jews, he didn't have bad time at all. He just, most of the time, we see him teach, doing miracles and discipling. On rare occasions, he had confrontations, but did it concern him personally? No, it didn't. No, nothing. No, there was no nothing to do with him, meaning him doing something, you know, having to do with the flesh and the father punishing him for that. Oh, no, not at all. 
whenever he had confrontation or problems with anyone, as we will have, it was because he was doing the works of the kingdom. So brethren, are you just like Yahuda and think you go through all these bad things because you're a believer? It is the way things are, you say to yourself. Oh, I'm picked on because I'm a believer. Satan's bothering me. The devil's doing all this stuff to me. My life is a shambles. It's all oh, poor me. All these things going on. Is that what you think? Is it the way things are? Is that what you think? Or, and this is not what you think, that it is a punishment for your actions. As a believer, as one that was given the gift of faith, not everyone is given the gift of faith. Not everyone is called out. As one given the gift of faith, the ability to believe in Yahusha, you are held to a higher standard than the world is. So, no, boo-hoo, poor me, baby crap is not the reason why your life is a shambles. The reason your life is a shambles is because you're being punished by the Father and you don't even realize it. Going back to Israel. Israel had the law of Yahuwah and they chose to ignore it. You understand? See that those little words there that we read in Ezekiel In verse 12, you see that change everything about the reason for punishment of Yahuda is an example of the way it works. And that's why you have to make sure that you know what's actually being said, along with the reason why we went into the name of Ezekiel and what it really means. One of the definitions of his name is obstinate, stubborn, my way. And that definitely showed us Ezekiel. So I want us to turn uh, to hold your place in Ezekiel, but um, turn to uh, Deuteronomy, uh, which is uh, Debarim in the Hebrew, and go to chapter 28. Debarim chapter 28, verse 15. And there is the instructions to Israel. First of all, let's look at verse 1 and 2 in Debarim 28 or Deuteronomy 28. And it shall be if 
if, see that word if, if you diligently obey the voice of Yahuwah, your Elohim, to guard to do all his commands, which I command you today, that Yahuwah, your Elohim, shall set you above all nations of the earth. Imagine that. Israel was going to have a place of seniority, priority, special, precious. They were going to be above all the nations. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if, see the word, if, you obey the voice of Yahuwah, your Elohim. So, it's pretty simple, Israel. If you obey all his commandments, you will have no worries at all. And that was the law, 600 and whatever laws that he gave them having to do with a nation coming in as a nation, doing things the way sh it should be done, the way he knows this earth needs it to be done. So let's read verse 15 now. Here's the opposite. So, nation above all the other nations, blessings you couldn't conceive of if you obey all understand obey all his commands 15 and it shall be if you do not obey the voice of yahuwah your elohim to guard to do all his commands and his laws which i command you today that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. So that's the way it works for Yahuwah, the Father. If you do not obey all his commandments, you will receive curses that you will be overtaken with. Can't do nothing about it. So we see that Yahuwah had told them if you do not obey, you will feel my wrath overwhelmingly. <laughs> Brethren, do not think you are all set just because you believe in Yahusha, the Savior. Listen to the journey. Start studying the journey, you'll see. It's an amazing study that the Father is bringing out. It's, it's always amazes me, you know, how things work out. Mm. We have the same message, but for us, it concerns our soul. And our blessings and curses have to do with spiritual blessings, spiritual curses, and flesh curses absolutely so i want you to take a look at it in romans this is for us so you understand oh yeah we we, we definitely have a requirement as believers 
So go to Romans chapter 1 in the New Testament. And one of my favorite verses, as I always tell you. <laughs> and it says, For the wrath of Elohim is revealed from heaven against all wickedness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So, you will feel the wrath of the Father, absolutely, if you're not doing and teaching the truth righteously, meaning the way Yahusha taught us, not some church person. In other words, change the truth into get out of jail free card. That's one example. Oh yeah. So, what you get when you do that, brethren, as spiritual abandonment. You're not going to have the spirit with you. You're not going to be able to do spiritual works until you repent, means change your mind, start doing things differently, turn back to the truth, and guess what? That's what the blood is all about. Very easy to get back in the good graces of the Father. So, let's look at Ezekiel for a minute. Ezekiel is not serving Yahuwah. In the first eight chapters, or first seven chapters. Okay, we see that. We saw it. That is all about change. So, Ezekiel's name <laughs> is obstinate one that's that's what it is obstinate one and that's what he is before he changes before there's a change that occurs before he finally gets it and interestingly enough Ezekiel was this way obstinate he was strongly obstinate even though he talked to Yahuwah went to heaven saw the supernatural in the forms that they are all of that. And he not only talked to Yahuwah once, but he was spoken to many times. And he was still obstinate. That is who Ezekiel was up to that point. And we will start 
looking into the change, the difference, and going into chapter 8 in more details. There's a lot of stuff in chapter 8 that is eye-opening not only for Ezekiel, but for us. So the question I leave you, brethren, with is, do you really know why your life is a mess? Prophets in the scriptures. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.